hope you're well. Welcome to another episode of It's Not A Man's World podcast here for a second season. We're your podcast that explores how men deal with relationships in the modern world from that initial message of hello to developing a blossoming romance all the way down to the times of sheer lust and desire. The voices you'll hear come from, let's say, different measurements of the love thermometer. I'm Dan. I've been pretty much in relationships for the last 13 years. I've had my fair share of good or bad experiences along the way. I'm joined by my old university flatmate, Tom. I've known him for over 10 years and he's certainly and currently facing the challenge of the ever-changing dating world. He will regard himself as properly single. Good news, I'm a celeb, is back this weekend. Can't wait to have Ant and Deck back in our lives. I'm not sure what we would do without them. And Tom, I suppose any chance to pop some balls in your mouth, to have a bit of a chew on some dick, it's all good with you, isn't it? If it's in a castle, yeah. And it's for a few underground, why not? Good morning, Dan Wendell. Good afternoon, good evening, whenever anyone's listening. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to I'm a celeb, actually. Is there anything you wouldn't put in your mouth? For a few hundred grand, probably not. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd actually, I'd actually, um, I'd actually enjoy those eating challenges because you see, you see the ones that wuss out of it, and they just look pathetic, don't they? When you, when you see them, you're like, oh come on, it's only, it's only a bit of some dead animal. You can, you can survive it. Only a bit of so, donkey dick. Yeah, a little bit of a uh, fish eye, lovely fish eye, and that crunch. Oh, delicious. But yeah, I'd give it a go. Why not? I'd, uh, I'd rather do that than, than look like a wuss on national television. That, that's a no-no. Well, is that is that the ambition for the podcast then? Inside the next yeah. 10 years, we'll continue the podcast. So we'll finally regard ourselves as celebrities and we'll be able to get you in the jungle or the castle, well, if, wherever it's going to be. If we, could, if we could do an episode in the jungle, both of us, that would be perfect. Oh, what a week it's been, mate. I mean, the leader of the free world is about to change or certainly... We, we expect him it's about to change even though he might um, bombard himself in the Oval Office and have to be dragged out kicking and screaming. We've also made huge progress towards finding a vaccine for COVID-19. Um, are, are we on the, the verge of getting some normality back in our lives? Heaven forbid. They, all of that could help getting you back out there. You on the front foot when it comes to finding a date, maybe. <laughs> yeah potentially potentially hey hey maybe that's a good uh a good um chat line hey i've got a bit of the vaccine here do you do you fancy the cure just start going around clubs like a cd vaccine seller just going hello hello i've got a bit of a uh, covid19 juice here do you want some <laughs> i thought you were gonna say what well, well, i thought you were about to say oh where do you want me to put it <laughs> well no that comes after they say yes come on you got you got to do it in process. You got to do it in stages, Wendell. Just like the vaccine. What a week it's been, though. It's just you know the whole world seems to have started to come out of the the caterpillar that is COVID nineteen, and now slowly but surely turned into a beautiful butterfly that is normal life. I mean, November is, is, is certainly it feel, there's a, there's there's more positivity. There's certainly a feeling yeah. of optimism, and and of course the country. England in in lockdown at this moment in time which is certainly suggesting that we may be able to socially hang out in small numbers and be responsible in December to actually get to maybe see see you in person at some point in December that would be lovely mate and as as, as you know what we do these podcasts on on zoom at the moment and 
because my technology is so crap, I can't. you can't even see my face when we're talking. So it would be nice to see each other face to face for sure. And yeah, let, let's hope we can have a little bit of a Merry Christmas. Maybe not like a usual Christmas, but definitely something that's a little bit livelier than being stuck at home at lockdown. And we, and we started the recording of this one late. Tell us why. Uh, I was having one with a family shop, mate. You know, it's, it, I mean, perfect timing. Uh, obviously, we, we set a time and then as soon as uh, I get settled in, go, get the email up, it's all lovely, ready to go. Bang, there goes the door. In comes the shopping. Right, a lot of people... We mentioned the the U.S. election, Joe Biden, President Select in the states. But we, president, as, hang, hang on, President Select, President Selector, it's President, president Elect, <laughs> President Selector, Joe Biden. Hey. Oh, I am tired. I am tired. Is that the waiting for you for so long? I had to get another coffee. Um, <laughs> Sorry, mate. Sorry. A, a lot of people voted for, for for Trump, though, in the US election, really tight. And uh, as we've already alluded to, he's fighting tooth and nail to uh, to hang on to power in Washington, D.C. Suppose for those and a massive chunk of the country, kind of middle America, you're voting for Donald Trump, but you don't want to admit it to anyone. It's one of those kind of dark secrets, dark interests, almost naughty hobbies that you may have that you may whisper to your mate guess what i did yesterday i voted for trump <laughs> you know what i was watching the watching the election and uh, they talk about the rust belt out there and i'm thinking geez if only my rust belt got this much attention it's just terrible just terrible but yeah there's a you, you could say you could say voting trump is a is a bit of a dark hobby considering the uh the amount of negative media and negative publicity Mr. Mr. current president and soon to be former president has. It, it leads quite nicely onto this week's topic for the podcast, doesn't it? On It's Not a Man's World podcast, interesting topic this week. We explore the deep, dark hobbies, interests in your life that you maybe can't be without, but may significantly, Tom, hinder you and your love life. Yeah, one of those deep-rooted passions that you know is just not acceptable, really, by the majority of society. But deep down, you love it and you just can't get rid of it. Let's get, let's get straight into it off the bat. What gets your motor revving that people would say, why the society would say, Tom, that's just plain weird? Well, see, I did, I did think about this. For me, um, it's a bit of a bland one to start off with, but I'm going to kick off with it anyway. It's, uh, it's F1 sport and every Sunday I have to be there watching it live I just can't do without it now that's classic sort of Sunday afternoon partner time do something with them and I'll I'll be like nope nope I'm gonna sit here gonna watch the race gonna just completely concentrate on that sorry sorry you ignore you it's not quite a dark hobby but it's it certainly could get pretty nasty if you if you blank them for the whole of a Sunday afternoon if you pick Lewis Hamilton over your missus? Yeah, most definitely as I drink my tea. Lewis, <laughs> Lewis lives matter more to me and, and so does his cup of tea. <laughs> no, but I think in terms of dark hobbies, it's, it's I dare say there are loads of people out there that have sort of weird fetishes. Oh, I'll, t- I'll tell you a story one time. I was by this pub and it, it's in East London. It's opposite this, like, it looks like an abandoned sort of warehouse. For, for the life of me, the amount of times I've been in and never seen anyone go in. But this one Sunday afternoon, literally saw about four people go in and they all looked shady as hell. 
like one of them literally had a mac on and a cap and sunglass and i thought what's going on here turns out it's a uh working men's club for men uh who like men so that was that seemed like quite a dark hobby and the fact that they were all covered up it wasn't like any of them went in there just boldly going yeah this is me i'm cool with this they all went in head down couldn't quite see their face because they had some sort of covering that seemed like they they felt it was a bit of a dark hobby well, they'd all told their wives that they were just popping out down the other corner <laughs> shop to pick up some milk and bread. Exactly, exactly. Three hours later and just completely knackered. I mean, that news agents must be must be a hell of a trip. You mentioned fetishes and we've alluded to, we, we've mentioned this, foot fetishes, more widespread than ever before. It's a big thing. And I suppose, you know, the point is, is should you curb your enthusiasm for something weird? Or, you know, if, if that means that you'll it'll be things, you know, easier with your your partner, your lover, if you get acceptance from them. Or, Tom, poignant question, to go straight in and goes, love, I really like your toes. Shove them in my mouth. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, you could you could go for that. I mean, probably probably the, the best approach is just to be straight up and say, look do you mind half your foot in my mouth for a certain period? And if they say no, then they say no. And you just have to get on with it. Yeah, look, I think with the with sort of the weird fetishes, I think you have to take a bit of time with it. I mean, you could go brazen and straight in, but I don't think that'll work quite well. I think you just have to play your call. And then maybe as uh, you get a bit more confident with your other half, you just go, look, slowly just stick your foot up to their nose every time you're just chatting and go, do you like the smell of that? With, with weird fetishes you just have to be I think you just have to take your time with someone and then trust them enough that they're not going to just laugh you out of the room for whatever your deep deep dark desire is I suppose there's, there's people like collect things as well you know people like collect yeah. used underwear <laughs> mm-hmm. soiled sorry did, did, did you almost lose your cup of tea there yep yep I lo- nearly lost it <laughs> Used underwear. <laughs> of all the things that people spend money on, buying used underwear. That's just weird. Why? why I mean, what on earth possesses you to, A, first of all, buy used underwear? But B, what do you do with it? I mean, surely all the smell sort of dried up by the time it gets packaged. Oh. To you. So that's that's a complete complete waste of time, isn't it, Surely. Maybe that's, a... that's me revealing a deep, dark hobby there. <laughs> yeah, I, you what you love you love clean underwear yes i do yeah nothing better than an unstained pair of pants in my eyes or knickers for that matter reading about this australian man uh, as well uh, graham barker he goes with the name of graham barker who collects fluff right what sort of fluff not his own fluff his own naval fluff He's been collecting it since the 1980s. And the last check was that he had over 22 grams that he keeps stored of his own naval fluff. And just just contact 22 grams of your own fluff that you get from your holes. It's quite a lot. Yeah. I was going to say, what what is this fluff consisting of? Him. You know, you get your fluff. You get get fluff, don't you? Yeah. On your clothing and stuff. He stores it. The, the other kind of um, dark hobbies, interests. We know people like to dress up, roll yeah. up. Nothing like a bit of a uh, kinky fun. 
in cosplay, you know, the old cosplay. Yeah, anime. That, that's like a thing. I see people getting on the London Underground all the time in anime, weird attire. I mean, I, I don't mind cosplay as long as you enjoy yourself. I mean, if it gets a bit kinky, then then it's a bit weird in my eyes. You know, you see you see people get involved in battle reenactments, don't you, and stuff like that, where they're all they're all dressed up in medieval gear. I think ah, you're going to go and have a great time, get get involved in a pretend war, have a laugh, go home. But when it turns into like showing someone your sheath and then unveiling your your costume bit by bit, that's where it gets a bit wrong. Well, you say that, but surely the kinky bit would be the only reason that somebody like you would want to get involved in the first place. Yep, and that's why I don't speak about my memberships to clubs because that might get me in trouble. I know there is people as well that loves wearing women's clothing. Blokes that love women's clothing. Yeah, I've heard of someone. The girlfriend woke up one day and he was there in her clothes. Really? Mm? What? What? Like? Like full? Like blouse? Just wearing some some of her attire. There are guys that like wearing women's underwear. Now, I've, I've heard the underwear stuff, but I haven't heard, like, in terms of, like, wearing a full sort of... I was about to say ladies' costume, like it's some sort of thing you could buy in a in a party shop. No, but, like, actually wear, like... I get, the, I get the knicker stuff, you know, it's just a bit weird, it's a bit fun, but, like, to wear a full, like, blouse, trousers, shirt, jumper, jacket, and go, okay, well, I'm just going to walk around the house in your clothes, that's just odd. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how far. How far would you go if, if your partner asked you to, dress up? How far well, do you I'd, think you could comfortably push it? I'd probably match, go match dressing. So, for example, if they wore my jeans, I'd try and fit in their jeans. If, if they wore my pants, I'd obviously wear their pants. And if they wore my bra, obviously I'd wear their bra. You know, just, just a matter of fact, really. And uh, I so I don't know. I don't think. So massive, I'm like a big Star Wars fan. I'm yeah. thinking if the girlfriend puts the Stormtrooper... <laughs> Do you dress as R2-D2? Well, I think I'd look decent in a metallic bra. <laughs> I think you would, mate. I'd like to see it. Here's a one. Here's a one about dressing up. How do you feel about your partner dressing in your team's football kit or sports kit? Oh, well, that's 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 the, the complete opposite to a dark hobby, isn't it? An interest. That's the best thing that can ever happen. <laughs> Do you, think? Do you Absol- think? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something fantastic about that. <laughs> fair play, fair play. See, I've always been a bit unsure about that one. But then I did get pictures once in an Orient top and I was like, yep, this will do me. So, yeah, I'm not sure on that one. So much that after we're done here that you may go and try and find that photo. <laughs> I take a moment to myself. <laughs> no, no, sadly, it's been it's been long deleted, and I just keep pictures of myself just in an Orient top now for for my own pleasure. Oh, there you go. Well, we'll move on from there. Is there a right time to tell your partner? Do you have to get it? You know, like we said, you're there's there's something that you've got, something you're keen on, something you can't explain. You know, that there, there are people with interests out there that they can't budge. It's just part of them. But it is it would be deemed in wider society as in being a little bit weird. So do you have to get it out in the open early doors of your partner? Do you, should you feel rejected if they react negatively to it? Can you really move on if you're not 100 percent honest with them about it? Well, there's, there's a whole barrel load of questions down window right there. I think, first of all, when's the right time? 
I think it's whenever you feel comfortable, to be honest. You know, if, if you want to get it out there and, you know, this this hobby of yours is like deeply passionate, yeah, tell them straight away. But I think you can give it a bit of time. You, you know, the early stages of a romance, you, um, you, you are getting to know one another and feel each other out. You're not going to tell them everything straight away. So I wouldn't say you necessarily have to tell them straight away, but whenever you feel comfortable. And then in, in terms of, you know, where, how would you feel if they reacted negatively? You know, again, you, you have to be prepared for that because one person's passion is one person's horror in another person's horror, should I say, in in many ways. So you, so you have to be ready for that reaction. And there's a reason why it's a dark hobby because, you know, most people don't, you know, like it or feel comfortable around it. So you just you just got to accept that. I think if you like that person so much to the point that you can tell them this and, you know, it won't affect it, then yeah cool i think that's probably the best way to be if it's something that's really that important to you you probably just have to make that clear to the other person and say look this is something that i do it's a bit weird but i really love it you don't have to necessarily super dig it but you know just be supportive and trust me that it's not going to affect us and then away you go i think i think that's the only way you can deal with it and you know, if someone really reacts that badly, maybe they're not the right person for you anyway in the first place. So date one, you've got lucky. You go, you've gone back to the, you've gone back to the apartment or whatever. Yeah. Go, love, Just, I've got a real fetish for latex. Throw the gimp suit in her face and be like, "This is me, baby." This, the magic word is banana. Uh, we'll move on from there uh, as always uh, we love to hear from you uh, you if you've got a rather dark interest that you've been able to tell your partner about they've been accepting of it let us know uh, email us at it's not a man's world podcast at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at not a man's podcast let's bring in some more pearls of wisdom now from our other contributor who's been absolutely glued to US politics this week Tom uh, Trump denying defeat in the election we've mentioned it already he's been yeah. out this week a lot on the golf course been yes. getting away from it out on the golf course working on his game we well, should hear what the girlfriend has threatened to do to donald trump with his driver anyway here she is <laughs> I think if you're into strange things it would put anyone off no one wants to date anyone with a strange interest depends how strange like if it's like stamp collecting obviously that's not a sexual interest that's not you know that wouldn't put you off but if it was something like i don't know like a foot fetish would put me off. Or, I don't know, like collecting mementos from one night stands or, I don't know, down to there you're collecting hair and I think that's fucking bizarre. But maybe people do that. But yeah, that would put me off. That would send alarm bells because I feel like if you've got an interest like hair collecting, you're going to be a serial killer at some point in later life. But I don't know, if I had a strange interest, I probably wouldn't offer up on the first date. I don't know. I don't, I, well, it's difficult because I don't have. I don't think I have any weird habits or likes or I don't know. So I don't think it depends how weird it is. I feel like if if you want a relationship to progress, you kind of have to be open and say, you know, I'm in, I'm into this strange. I'm gonna say hair again, collecting hair habit. But actually, maybe you do want to keep it to yourself because it is fucking weird. I have no friends who have weird habits that I know of, but also I don't know if they would tell people. I once met a guy who had a foot fish who would come in where he used to work. He would come into the shop, same time every week, and ask to see our feet. It would be about six o'clock on a Tuesday. He'd come in, say we had nice shoes, 
and asked to see our feet. And one time I was like, I'm really sorry, but the buckle is just too hard to get off. And he looked really sad and walked, walked out. The girlfriend there, Tom, with her, with her own experience of uh, the, the, the widespread grow like a, a foot fetish. I just, I just like the fact that some guy came in on the dot, six o'clock. Yeah, well organised. Very uh, well organised. I think at the very least, if somebody's going to ask to see your toes, you should be, you should be diligent and, and, you know, on the yeah, dot. I agree, I agree. If you're going to be, if you're going to have a fetish, be diligent about it. Make sure you've got all your areas covered, quite frankly, when it, particularly when it comes to feet. You know, the, the girlfriend's comments there, gin laden as they always are, was, um, it's always interesting because she said straight away, look, you know, I, I don't really know anyone who has any strange hobbies. And that's probably true of a lot of people. You know, there's a reason why these are deep, dark hobbies, because no one tells anyone about them or what goes on behind closed doors. And it's, and it's the question then of how close you are with someone to the point where you actually tell them about it, because that could open up a whole can of worms. And the fact that the girlfriend said, look, none of my mates are strange you know it sort of tells you tells you the story really that no one sort of reveals their deep deep dark hobby so maybe we are talking about something that doesn't actually happen no no you know it's out there you know it's out there i like that comment yeah. which you can there's a fine line between having a kind of secret dark interest slash serial killer very fine <laughs> line between the two and also in terms you mentioned there collecting mementos from one night stands Oh, like God, the idea of like the story of guy in East London keeps stealing girls' <laughs> duvets. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've heard that rumour as well. But, you know, every night, at least I'm nice and warm. I think that's the main thing with my three and a half duvets. So very quickly, do you have to accept, before we'll move on, but do you have to accept all your partner's peculiar likes, interests for a relationship to work? What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Or there, or there has to be a, an acceptance, I think. Most importantly, uh, I think an acceptance of it. You don't necessarily have to love it or enjoy it or even in many ways encourage it or support it. But as long as you know it's there and it doesn't really affect either of you, I think, I think you can be cool with it, to be honest. And like, like I said before, if you like that person enough, you're going you're gonna to go, you're going to sacrifice that one and go, yeah, all right, you go and have your bit of weird fun in that case and then just leave them to it. Yeah, yeah, you're going down the social club again, are you? Yeah, yeah, you know, love. Saturday afternoon, it's two for one. <laughs> is that is that a weird fetish or is that just a... No, well, I'm, a talking about this, I'm talking about the social club that you went to. Oh. Not, not you personally uh, went hang to. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, I want to make that clear. I did not go to that social club. I just what? saw people walking into that social club. You were just the even weirder person that was standing outside leering into the social club. Yeah, yeah, I was merely taking notes as there how to dress for the for the occasion oh uh, yeah signing getting your membership sorted for 2021 uh time now for our <laughs> newest feature that we're bringing to you this season we call it sex flicks and chill those oh, yeah. tv shows maybe films that go above and beyond to address modern day relationship issues the more peculiar the approach tom certainly the better for us isn't it oh yeah 100 percent the, the the more deranged I find the better. Good use of the word deranged. Uh, listen Thank to you. this one, mate. There's a show out there. It's on Discovery Channel in the States. Um, Quest Red, the TV channel here, show it. But it's called Body Bazaar. The show crosses the globe uncovering stories of people who have rare and mysterious 
conditions. And in their okay. first season, they had an episode called 50 Orgasms a Day. <laughs> Sorry, what? 50 Orgasms a Day. It followed an American woman, Amanda Grice from Florida, who had over 50 Orgasms a Day. Jesus. You'd never get anything done. You'd be absolutely naked. Anything triggered it for her. Car journey. <laughs> I, am, I imagine putting some onions on a hot dog. <laughs> she was trying to eat the hot dog. That kick-started the, the, the next one. Amazing. <laughs> you, know, you know what that sounds like? The Lonely Island song, Jizz in Your Pants. <laughs> and towards the end, he goes like, I just ain't never when I jizzed in my pants. That is basically what, what this woman suffers from. Basically, anything that she does makes her makes her nunny react in a certain way incredible and how do you how do you cope, how do you cope with that i mean it must get sort of to the point where it just becomes sort of like a, a thing you just don't even sort of react internally to it after a while my thing is that she had like no sex life because yeah. her and her partner could not because of her hyperactive yeah. uh let's Point. go with the word you use nunny nunny yeah um yeah, that must be that must be terrible though for for sort of the relationship as well because you've got to just try and deal with that well imagine if you're around a, like you say onions on your hot dog you're around someone's at a barbecue and your partner's just in in the sort of just sitting down she's just eating her hot dog and then she goes ah, 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 just halfway through and then you're just like then chatting about the cricket or something a couple of minutes later it's just a bit weird what's she doing when she's with the family or if, if there was something like she had to go to i don't know worst case scenario like a funeral Oh dear. could you imagine? Yeah, that that would yeah, that must be tough. I do I do feel a lot of empathy for that woman. There must there must be a way. Is there any way to cure it? There must be a way to cure it. Yeah, I think she was the show would like following like the treatment, be able to overcome this this condition, a, a hyperactive nunny we'll call it. <laughs> Fifty a day. That's not that's not healthy. No, you would get compare it to what a guy would suffer from. Having yeah. a full log on for <laughs> twenty two of twenty four hours a day, you'd walk into things. You keep poking people on the London <laughs> Underground. What would you ever get done, Tom? Probably nothing. In truth, you know, you know what you'd have to do. You know, like those toilet doilies you get with those dresses where they cover the sort of where you put. So you'd have to wear one of them in real life, so you've got enough gap where you can cover the actual protrudence coming out of your coming out of yourself. You just you just wouldn't be able to cope, would you? No, no. So what would we call the the, the men's equivalent if we if hers is body bizarre fifty orgasms a day? What would we call if twenty twenty four seven lob on twenty four seven lob on with uh, East Londoner Tom Taylor can't get over can't no, get no. over it. <laughs> this is why I nick all the duvets so I can just hide it. First thing in the morning, then I put on my uh, doily, and then I'm ready to go and take on the world with a massive lob on. Well, oh, there you go, there you go. Well, we wish uh, we wish Amanda ev- every luck with the future. Yeah, uh, we, tr- yeah, we truly right. do. If you can get it down, I don't know. Even if you can get it down to 25 orgasms a day, at the very <laughs> least, to be able to get a breakfast, lunch, and dinner in. <laughs> Imagine that conversation. We can probably get it down to about 20 a day. Oh, result. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. That's only once an hour. Incredible. Incredible. Right, finally time for some Dear Dumbass. Tom, what you got for us? So, this week, 
Dear Damas is a belter if I say so myself. Uh, Dear Damas, my wife wants to stop our sexual cheating fantasy and I feel hurt. I have a fantasy I act out with my wife. We go to a bar together and pretend we're just friends who share a flat. <laughs> Coincidence or what? She picks up a guy and takes him home with her to have sex. Then she tells me all about it afterwards. So this is this is a this is like a weird weird hobby, isn't it? This is absolutely good work, mate. Fitting in with the topic of this week's podcast, I can't get my head around the people that enjoy watching their partner getting ploughed. Interesting. See, I'm 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 slightly different to you there, Dan Windle. I think it'd be quite an entertaining affair. You'd want to watch. You'd want to watch them with someone else. Bang yeah, why not? Because then you can just chuck them off, and then it's bang a popcorn. And then you get involved. You that's called, a, the real that's called a threesome, Tom. No, I, I would just have a cheese and pickle sandwich and sit in the corner, just uh, write my memoirs, and then uh, when when the time's done, just get involved, tell them to clear I, off, and then I'm in. I know, I know. So they do all the hard work. I, I know. I know it's not the most important <laughs> thing, but, but what what pickle? Branston. Ah, very good, very good. I do sense. love Branston pickle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good quality pickle. That actually, that would be another deep dark fantasy. I've, I've, I've... Cover themselves in Branston pickle. I mean, well, <laughs> if you're interested, please email. It's not not manswellpodcast at gmail dot com. Oh, are you are you going to help East Londoner Tom with his twenty four seven lob on? Pour pickle all over yourself, and apparently, <laughs> are you going to? <laughs> I was going to say. Let Juan let Juan do all the early groundwork. You, you found from the gentleman's club up the road. Let Juan do all the groundwork, and then Tom comes in and takes the credit. I found something completely new about you, there, mate. You happily, <laughs> happily let someone else just fucking hone on down. <laughs> well, as long as I get my cheese and pickle sandwich, I got no bother with it. To be honest, that's that's incredible, the priority. Really. Incredible, incredible. Well, I'll, I'll give you the, the characters first of all, so you can come up with the names this week, Dan Wendell. Um, the, the female partner is 43, and the male partner who's pursuing this fantasy is 46. So what are their names? I, I, I like Juan for him. A bit of exotic. Juan, yeah, cool. Uh, I know Juan well. name is uh, Chardonnay. 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 What a tremendous name. Yeah, I think okay. Juan and Chardonnay, they obviously sound like they're a little bit with the greatest respect, a little bit different between the ears. Is that is that a fair comment? Well, no. If they're compared to me, they're exactly the same. <laughs> Just depends what sort of sandwich. Depends what sort of sandwich they have. Oh, right. go on. Then tell us about Juan so, and Chardonnay. Um, <laughs> so one gets off watching Chardonnay, seducing another man, and then hearing all the details afterwards. Chardonnay gets off on telling me about it while we have the old rumpy pumpy. Chardonnay will then have much stronger orgasms. Now, not quite fifty, but stronger. So maybe they equate to 50 in, like, Amanda's poor terms. But recently, Chardonnay's gone off it all. Chardonnay says she feels bad about going with another man and that she does not want to think about it afterwards. Chardonnay says she she wants Juan to improve his skills rather than having to find another man. Juan feels hurt. Skills. Circus skills. Juggling. Being able to balance things on it. (laughs) Sandwich-making skills. I'm not sure. But anyway, Chardonnay feels hurt. So what should one do? Well, I think if your partner and you're you're in love with them or whatever, if you're with them and they kind of tell that tell you that you you don't they're they're not into this kind of weird swinging. Effectively, that's what it is, isn't it? 
or yeah. kind of role play that where Pretty you much. basically allow someone else to do you, um, then if you, if you want to yeah. be with them, you've got to accept that, that that's how it's going to be moving forward. You had a good run. You had a good run pretending uh, in this weird <laughs> world that you've set up for yourselves that I completely don't can't get my head around. But I would say move on. Do you think they've gone, they've gone too deep? Into this I think, yeah, world. I think if if she feels uncomfortable about it, then you probably should move on from it. No, but I mean, you're the one that apparently is bang into swinging, so maybe you should give your advice on it. Well, no, I mean, from from my professional detailed experience of several duvets, I think yeah, if if, if one person starts feeling uncomfortable, you got to stop it. There's there's no ifs or buts about it. You know, it, it's probably one of those things where you you get off on it initially, but eventually that will wear out for one person or maybe both and then it's at the point where you go look come on let's just let's just try clean old legitimate rumpy pumpy no no extra characters no ones no chardonnays let's just get straight on and grifting and see what happens now if you get to that stage afterwards and it's all completely falling apart well it probably was going to anyway so yeah i i agree with you then we'll let's uh let's call it quits one chardonnay good finish mate good finish that's all the time we've got this week uh, thanks to everyone for listening remember you can catch all our previous episodes on Acast on Apple Podcast please subscribe rate review the podcast if you can as well we'd love to hear some reviews and what you think of the, the second season just search it's not a man's world podcast as always be stay safe out there and next week we're going to pose the question is age just a mere number is an age gap in a relationship, Tom, significant? Oh, I've got a lot of thoughts on this with my very old, wise head on me. So I look forward to next week to discussing this further. It's the important thing. If you're still genuinely flexible, does it matter? (laughs) (laughs) As long as you take your cod liver oil, you're absolutely fine. We'll see you next week. See ya.